what is up you guys welcome back to another episode of the therapy thursday show i am your host ojele if you're new here hello what is up welcome back to this episode i don't know where you've been but i am so glad that you found us on the therapy thursday show we talk about all things mental health personal development and all of the decisions that we can take towards becoming the best versions of ourselves possible now i don't know who you are but i know that for everyone but rather everybody that i know wants to become the best version of themselves you know there's always more to be done there's always room for improvement and that's why we're here on the pod so go through the episode list find your vibe find something that resonates with you and if you're sitting over there saying I don't think you've talked about anything that resonates with me subscribe because I'm very certain that we're going to talk about something that is going to truly resonate with you and while you're at that do not forget to like share subscribe and also invite a friend to tell another friend that we are lit over here now to my og gang gang members what's up you guys thank you so much for being a part of my journey it's been three years now and we are still rocking this in fact somebody told me a week ago about how um they're so impressed that i'm still doing this and whatnot and i and in my head i was like i do it because of you guys you guys keep me here even in my inconsistencies and whatnot you're still here so for that i say thank you thank you so much for being part of this journey thank you so much for being here since the og days thank you so much now if you're an og listener of the podcast you know that right about now it is time for how you doing this is a time on this platform where we have created a little space for us to check in with ourselves why because every single day you find out how other people are doing you ask everyone how they're doing a million times a day how are you how are you how are you and does anyone really ask you how you are doing now even if someone asks you how you're doing do you even ask yourself this is the reason why we created this space on this platform so you can ask yourself how you're doing in different categories of ways spiritually emotionally financially mentally you know every single way but on this platform we've created this time to ask ourselves how we are doing mentally physically spiritually and emotionally you can add whatever you want to that list okay i'm gonna give you a couple of seconds to do that and check in with yourself and know how how you are indeed doing in the moment and what is the state of your internal affairs i'm gonna give you a couple of minutes to do that and i will be right back season have you done that good like i always say every week if you don't take care of you who will who will so please give yourself the things that you need check in with yourself make sure um you're getting the things that you need if you need to go outside and get some air please do that if you need to eat do that if you need to rest do that whatever it is that you need to do that it's healthy for you please ensure that you're giving yourself that because if you don't take care of you who will and i know you all are wondering how i am doing okay okay let's get right into it this week has been 
Hmm. It's been quite an interesting one. I can't even lie to you. It's been an interesting week, really. Um, mentally, I say that I'm doing really good. I feel like um, I am really at a point mentally where I'm like, I think I'm going into best mode and I love it. With the things that I'm working on and how my mind is skewed in recent times i think i'm doing really well mentally um this week i've if we're going to give it like a skill of 10 i say i'm a good 7.58 that's a that's 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 an a grade i think i'm doing really well mentally emotionally there have been things that have happened this week that has tried to ruffle the state of my internal affairs but you know what i've decided to myself um and i think you should too is the fact that your peace is your peace and no one is allowed to infiltrate your peace and i've taken that as such a serious mantra i'm not giving anybody the right or giving any situation the right to mess with my internal peace the one thing that i wouldn't want for myself is to be in chaos within myself and i don't want that so i'm gonna do everything that i need to do to make sure that inside i am at peace and when i feel at peace on the inside i don't want anyone messing up with that i don't give anybody that 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 power over me or any situation that power over me to be able to mess with my internal peace because i'm beginning to realize that all the external things are just external i know who i am i know what my worth is i know what my value is you know so i repeat these things to myself and tell myself you know what this is a safe and a sacred space and all of these negative talk, negative people and negative and negative things that happen around you do not have a right to infiltrate into this safe space that you've created for yourself so by saying that i think mentally and um, emotionally i mean i'm doing really good a good seven a good seven yeah it's been a good week a good seven physically i'm doing really good i'm taking my walks you know it's been a busy week though it's been a busy week it's been meeting some meetings and just a lot of things going on but um it's been a good one it's been a good one spiritually yes i've been up spiritually if you're joining here you don't know and you're here for the first time hi i'm christian and so my spirituality plays a huge role in my life really so whenever i feel out of balance spiritually i just feel out of balance in general and that's why it's the core foundation of my life and i and i um always aim to make sure that i am in tip-top shape spiritually so my week has been good but one of the biggest things that i learned this week or one of the most exciting things that, i mean these are exciting times i can't lie to you these are exciting times i'm literally working and living in exciting times but at the same time i am actually reading a new book um, I think I always used to say that mm, I'm not a print babe, I'm not a hard copy babe, I'm an audible girl, you know, I'm an audible babe. But I found a book in print and I actually love it. Contrary to popular opinion, I actually love it. And one of the biggest things that struck me, a quote from this book, it's a one-liner that I think might change somebody's life. So yeah relax i'm gonna say it drum rolls please i'm gonna say the quote says energy flows where your attention goes mm. i don't think you heard it i don't think you heard it i want to say it for the person at the back 
energy flows where your attention goes it hit me on the head like a ton of brick it's such a simple one-liner but it packs so much fact so as i started to disintimate this statement in my mind i realized that rah whenever whatever i focus my attention on those are the kind of things that i see for example you focus your attention on the negativity that is happening people being negative people just acting out of character that's where energy is going to flow and what you focus on you give life to so if you're focusing on all these things your energy is flowing in that direction and all you're gonna see is more of those things it's a universal principle but if you focus on your energy on the things that you want to see in fact ask yourself why would i be focusing my energy on things i don't want to see i don't want to see hurt i don't want to see being sad i don't want to see being broke i don't want to see um i don't want to see things that do not regard love and stuff like that why then do i focus my energy on this thing so energy flows where your attention goes so whenever i feel like my state of internal affair has been ruffled i remind myself quickly with this one line now like babes energy flows where your attention goes refocus your energy refocus your attention and you're setting your energy in the right direction i'm preaching good refocus your energy refocus your attention and you are setting the flow of your energy in the right direction so i don't know who this is for but babes remember that energy flows where your attention goes and what you don't want to see you shouldn't be spending time focusing on it focus on the things you want to see babes focus on the things you want to see and watch the energy flow in that direction with that said you're welcome to this week's episode if you're new here or you're just jumping on the series we've actually been on a series where we've been discussing cognitive distortions why we do it how it shows up in our lives and obviously how can we overcome it because one of the biggest reasons for me creating this series is for us to find out that the way we think it's not right sometimes we have negative thought patterns and some of us have been stuck in those negative thought processes for years and then and we think that's just who i am it is just what it is this series is to educate you and let you know that mm, not quite babes it's not always what you think it's not you're not you're not like that for that sake there's a reason why you think the way you think and you can actually work on it and overcome it so you're welcome to the sixth episode in this series that we're calling let's talk about cognitive distortion and this week we're talking about emotional reasoning i know somebody just clutched their pearls yes i'm talking to you this series is titled this episode is titled emotional reasoning and this week the biggest thing that connotes emotional reasoning is i feel it so it must be true let us let us dismystify this myth and talk about the reason why i said what i said and i feel what if i feel so it must be true it's a lie it's a lie so in this week's episode we're going to be unpacking emotional reasoning why we do it how we can overcome it and how doing inner child work can actually help you to reason with more balance 
vibes okay so if this is something that you'd definitely be interested in do not forget to like share subscribe tell another friend to tell another friend to tell another friend that we are popping over here it helps don't forget to give a rating on spotify apple podcast wherever you listen to your podcast do give a rating it helps to bring people this message and it helps to let people know that we're on here do not forget to follow on social media i do things on twitter you should follow me and also follow on instagram because i do things on there too okay okay now that we've gotten all of those things out of the way for the final bit of this introduction i know that you love listening and learning from the podcast but it should not be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional i know you're like would you let's get to it yes we're about to get to it so now that we have said that and that is out of the way grab your coffee grab your pen grab your journal tell a friend do all of those things close the curtain because therapy is definitely definitely now in session let's get right into it welcome once again to the series that we are calling let's talk about cognitive distortion and like i said in the intro this week we're going to be talking about emotional reasoning when you when you hear emotional reasoning what do you think about yes we're going to be breaking all of these things down in this episode Emotional reasoning is a cognitive distortion where an individual believes that just because they feel it, it must be true. I know somebody is somewhere saying, so what are you trying to say that my emotions are not valid, my feelings are not valid? Babes, hold on. If there's anyone who is such a big champion of validating your feelings and making sure that your feelings are valid, it is me. I'm on your side, I promise you. But one thing you have to know is that just because your feelings are validated doesn't mean that they're true. Just because your feelings are valid does not mean that it is true, okay? You can validate your feelings and you can also put your hands on your chest and say, baby, you're doing a little too much now. (laughs) You're doing a little too much. You can validate your feelings and gently hug yourself and say, I am actually reacting from a place of being triggered. You can say, I validate this emotion that I have. I validate these feelings that I have, but mm, I don't have enough evidence to support that this thing is true. So therefore, although this feeling is validated, it is not true because I have no evidence to support the truth of this feeling or this emotion. Emotional reasoning is a condition of being so strongly influenced by your emotions that you assume that they indicate objective truth. The person believes that whatever they feel is true without any supporting evidence or facts. This is often tied to negative emotions. For example, a teenager who feels stupid and ugly must actually be unattractive and unintelligent, which is not true because for every time that I felt ugly when I was a teenager, I just did not know what my style was you know um in these situations your emotions override your feelings behaviors and logics this is the real reason why i always tell the people that i talk to um i always tell people you cannot let your emotions drive you you cannot act on everything that you feel and we live in a generation where we're beginning to have a skewed mindset to us i feel it so it must be true because i why did you do it because i feel 
because I feel that way. You can't act on all of your feelings because you don't have any evidence. If you're going to act on the feelings, you have to have evidence to support this thing that you're feeling and be, be able to look at whatever it is logically. And sometimes it feels good to act from a place of, you know, radical emotion it feels good sometimes but it is not you can't you can't you cannot live your life acting like that so situational examples of emotional reasoning you're driving um you're driving down the street and it's in fact before you left your house you check the weather and it says it's probably going to rain they're going to be thunderstorm and you're like oh whatever i'm going to ride through it anyway so you're driving you're driving down the road and then it's raining heavy downpour it's raining and now um you can't really see you're trying to clean your windshield and then you sweat because of the rain and how the weather is um and then somebody who is re- reacting from a place of emotional reasoning will be like oh my god i'm never going to drive again i'm never going to drive um in the rain again because if i drive i'm going to have an accident or whatnot yes could they have been traumatized by what has happened right but is it do they have enough evidence to support that whenever they go outside to drive when it's raining they're going to have an accident no and this could lead to anxiety and panic attacks because the more negative emotion you feel towards the situation the more you overthink it the more you overthink it the more you begin to panic the more you begin to panic the more your body shuts down and goes into panic that's really just how it works so people who struggle with emotional reasoning also engaged with negative self-talk that escalates their emotions and can lead to a full-blown panic attack. This is the correlation between emotional reasoning and panic disorders. Oftentimes, people with emotional reasoning work themselves into they work themselves into a self-fulfilling prophecy because of their limiting beliefs. So people who reason who has who have this cognitive distortion would oftentimes see the things that they fear most happen to them you know that adage that says um what you fear most will happen to you i really do believe that it's it's still the same thing as energy flows where your attention goes if you're paying so much mind and you're believing that this thing is going to happen or you're having the fear that this thing is going to happen you're going to walk yourself into a panic and one thing you need to understand is that your brain does not know the difference between i'm just feeling it and it's happening i'm going to say it again for people at the back your brain does not know the difference between i am just feeling it and it's actually happening. And that's why you can actually trick your brain to feel, to, to think the things that you want to think, even when it's not happening. That is why even when you've not gotten a job yet, you can trick your brain to, you can, you can set your brain up for success by feeling all of the feelings, visualizing what it will feel like when you do these things, visualizing how you will feel when you get this thing done, because your brain does not know the difference. So when um, a person who has this cognitive distortion, when they are in the roller coaster of emotional reasoning, they would actually work themselves into a self-fulfilling prophecy of whatever it thinks that they are afraid of happening. For example, if somebody has, if somebody is, has an emotional reasoning that their partner is going to cheat on them, and this person has shown you nothing but devotion to you like i love you you're the love of my life da, 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 all of those good stuff they've shown you nothing but pure undiluted devotion there's no evidence to support the fact that this person might actually be doing something wrong to you there's no evidence to support the fact that this person might be you know um you know doing something bad to you 
but the other person who is who has the emotional reasoning just has this thing like they're doing something bad and they're just unequivocally jealous they are going to work themselves into that self that self-fulfilling prophecy because you're jealous you're not giving your partner space and da, da, da. and whatever they fear most even when it's not happening that's all they're going to see and that's what is eventually going to end up happening because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You've worked yourself into the panic and that's all you're going to see. And maybe you see something that just doesn't, you don't even have the evidence to support that this is right concerning your partner. You're like, I'm breaking up with them. I'm breaking up with them because they just did this. You wouldn't be able to see things logically anymore because you're reasoning from an emotional standpoint. Um. So are you able to separate your emotions from the reality of the situation and this is what we need to ask ourselves when things are happening and um, what are my feelings about the situation and what is the fact i know that it's easier said than done because when life is going and things are actually happening it's very difficult for you to sit yourself down and say babes hold on what are actually the facts in this matter and what is actually the reality on ground and it will make so much sense if we can take our time to be able to think about things and separate the both from the other for you to be able to identify that these are my feelings towards the situation and this is actually really what is happening because if you cannot make that if you cannot make that stunning distinction between these two things you would always be reasoning from an emotional standpoint Emotional reasoning also plays a huge role in an overthinker's thought process. Where are all my overthinkers? Stand up. So what tends to happen with the overthinker is that the situation brings out a lot of emotions out of you, which causes you to think about it so much that the reality you've created in your mind is totally different from the actual reality on ground. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Um, emotional reasoning plays a huge role in an overthinker's thought process. What tends to happen with an overthinker is that whatever the situation that's happening brings out so much emotion out of you and that you tend to think about it so much that at the end of the day, you've created a reality in your mind that is totally different from what the actual reality is. Another thing that you should actually take note of is that stress is created out of things that are not real problems simply because of how you feel about it and how you've thought about it. There is such a thing to be said about how something happens, how you feel it, how you think about it and how you interpret it. Sometimes we just end up creating unnecessary stress for ourselves because of how we think about certain situations. Now, how do you know if you are, if you have emotional, if you have this emotional reasoning, cognitive distortion, one, if your emotion detects your thought and in turn your actions, you might have emotional reasoning. If you're always thinking for, if you're always thinking about, if you're always thinking about your feelings and your feelings in turn and detect how you act about something, you might actually be emotionally reasoning now one thing that you have to understand is how do you overcome this thinking pattern so we've talked we've talked about what emotional reasoning is we've talked about how it plays a role in overthinking also one thing you should also realize is emotional reasoning also plays a huge role in procrastination now you know 
I struggled. I've been I struggled with procrastination. So I really know that that emotional reasoning plays a huge role in procrastination. Why? Because you start thinking about the tax that you have a hand, and then you start thinking you start thinking about how overwhelming the tax is. You, you start feeling that this tax is going to be overwhelming. Literally, emphasis on your feeling. You've not started the tax yet. You've not even like prepped for this task, but you're just feeling that the task is going to be it's going to be overwhelming. So you feel, therefore, it must be true. Therefore, you you convince yourself that you, you shouldn't start this because it's going to be overwhelming. All of the feelings, all of the negative self-talk of you're not being good enough you're not being equal to this tax start coming to your mind and eventually you just start putting it up why because it's easier to put up something that you you think you're not going to do good at than if you think that i'm going to do good i'm going to smash this project you're going to start immediately but if you're already having thought of feelings of feeling overwhelmed and feeling like you're not it's not going to work out then you're not going to start so that's the procrastinator's thought process the harm the harm of emotional reasoning is that it can lead to feeling like a failure before you even begin working towards something our mind letting our emotions take over is exhausting and can trick us into thinking that we've failed even before we have begun like i said this is the procrastinator's thought process so how do we overcome emotional reasoning first things first how do we address it there are several steps you can take towards addressing emotional reasoning as a cognitive distortion and this include number one be be aware that the intensity of the emotion you're experiencing may not be an accurate reflection of you others or the circumstance I do say so myself. Sometimes when you need to find out if you need to pipe down with how you're going off with the tangent with which you're going off, is asking yourself the intensity of this my emotion. Is she is commensurate with whatever it is that is happening? I mean, I feel like that's such a good starting point to ask yourself how I'm feeling about this thing. Is it commensurate with what is happening? with what is actually going on. If you're being honest with yourself and you can actually do the introspective work, you're actually going to realize that I'm just over I'm, I'm just over analyzing this thing. I'm just overthinking it. I'm actually just realizing that I am reasoning this thing from an emotional standpoint. Number two, use the evidence to accurately assess the thoughts which are associated with your strong emotional reaction. So use the evidence to accurately assess the thoughts which are associated with your strong emotional reaction. So let's say you have re- recognized that the intensity of this, your emotions, is not commensurate with whatever it is that is going on. Now you have to use evidence to say, okay, why do I feel like this? What is the evidence that is pushing me into having this type of reaction because on this particular situation. Number three, substitute more accurate balanced thoughts for your thoughts about the situation and practice thinking this thought instead of the thoughts that you have concerning the situation when you notice that you're having a strong emotional reaction. So what that simply means is that you need to, when you have, when you have finally said, oh, the intensity is not commensurate," and you have said, 
oh, this is the evidence concerning this particular situation. The next thing that you have to do is to curate a much balanced thought concerning this particular situation and substitute it with the thought that is making you have this emotional reaction. Number four, take action to address any issues which need to be addressed which are contributing to your strong emotional reaction. So now you've recognized that I'm having an intense emotional reaction to this particular situation. I've realized that the evidence does not support this reaction that I'm having. It's not commensurate with the kind of explosive reaction that I'm having. Number four says, address why do I think like this? Why am I feeling like this? Is this something that is triggering me from my past? Is this something... If you think long and hard about the situation enough, you'll be able to pinpoint where this emotional reaction is coming from. Is it something this person said? How did I interpret it? What does this this statement, this statement that this person made, how does it make me feel on that? Why is it triggering me so much? Can I walk my way back to a time when somebody has said this and get the exact feeling that I'm feeling that is playing out now? Many of the things that we do many of the things that we react to is a is it's a direct correlation of things that happened when we were kids now if you're able to go back to that point where you felt this for the first time you'll be able to understand why you are having such an emotional reaction for example let's say um all of your life as a all of your life as a um child Let's say you were body shamed. <clears throat> you were body shamed by your parents or all. You were just intensely body shamed as a child. And that's all you knew. And so you became a, a, a person who became like a fitness freak just so that you can not have that same feelings that you had as a child. And let's say you get in a relationship. And remember, your intimate relationships hold up a mirror to you. They would always be holding up a mirror for you to see yourself. And that's why the people that you love the most trigger you the most, because you've let them into that kind of space in your life. So grow with me in this, my example I'm about to give. So the fitness enthusiast, you're so into fitness and whatnot, whatnot. And maybe your partner mentioned that, oh my God, maybe they mentioned, uh, maybe this particular dress is not flattering on you, or I don't know, maybe they just carelessly mentioned something that has to do with your body or your fitness. And on a day when you're not having an emotional reaction to this particular thing, it wouldn't even matter. Probably you just joke about it and you'll laugh about it. But this particular thing has, you've blown it out of proportion now. Like, what do you mean? Da, 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 da. And you're having like a full-blown argument of something that inherently to the person that is talking to you is not as deep. What you need to do is based of the the based of of the context that we have about this character in this particular scenario we know that this person was body shamed as a child we know that they struggled with feelings of insecurity as a child we know they've carried that into adulthood and that is the reason why they are all into fitness and their partner mentioning something that pokes on that has triggered that emotional reaction of a child and now you're reacting out of a place that you would have reacted as a seven, eight year old. You're having that explosive reaction when somebody has called you fat as a seven or eight year old. So what you need to realize is that a lot of things that we go through as adults has our childhood 
our um our childhood our upbringing the earliest relationship that we have with our caregivers play a huge role in how they manifest in adulthood so how do we overcome this thing pattern number one separate facts from fiction when your emotions are taking over your thoughts and ruining your day ask yourself is what i'm focusing is what I am focusing on facts or is it the reality that I've created in my mind? I ask myself questions like this all the time. If you know me personally, you know that I am forever asking myself questions. Is this real? Because I know because I because I know that your brain will gaslight you and play tricks on you every time it gets the chance. Why? Because your brain wants to protect you. So whenever you start giving your brain a feeling of this is danger, this is danger, this is danger, it doesn't know the difference. So it just takes you into that thought process you just go on a downward spiral and start ruminating in negative thinking process so like i said you need to ask yourself is what i am focusing on facts or is it the reality that i have created in my mind number two understand that your feelings are not a representative of your what just because you're feeling a certain way doesn't mean you have evidence for an argument against you so basically it's an understanding that thoughts are like clouds feelings are like clouds you know allow it to you we need to know how to just feel things and allow it pass in fact, a researcher once said that whenever you are feeling something and you're saying, oh, I shouldn't be feeling that way, da 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 you're only reinforcing to your mind the reasons why you should feel like that. Have you ever gotten a situation, maybe when you're having like a feeling you're, you're, or you're missing someone or something and you're convincing your mind like, I shouldn't feel like this, I shouldn't, the thought of that thing is going to come stronger and stronger. But when you allow that thought to just pass through, because what thought is energy, you allow it to pass through and it has no bearing on who you are. It's just a thought. It's allowed to come through your mind and just like a cloud is allowed to pass by. It will make you have a more balanced and a more accurate way of thinking or of reasoning things. Number three, remember that your feelings are just feelings why your feelings are always valid they shouldn't indicate how you view reality like i said at the beginning i am a champion for advocating that your feelings are valid your emotions are completely valid but are they true that is another question are they the reality of the things on ground that is another question these are the questions that you have to ask yourself if if what i'm feeling is valid i know that but is what i'm feeling is it true do I have the evidence to support that this particular thing is true? So if you don't have the evidence, there's your answer. Number four, when your emotions are taking over, take a step back and think about what you would tell a friend or a family member if they find themselves in the same things and remind yourself of that. The truth is that we would always be a lot more critical and a lot harsher to ourselves so whenever my mind is going into like a spiral i always pause and ask myself if my friend is having this kind of thought what will i say to my friend and by the time i do that role play i realize that the ways i'm thinking about this particular thing how harsh i'm being to myself about this thing i wouldn't be like that with my family member or my friend i'm going to sit them down and say baby this is not what's happening i would have such a compassionate conversation with them and this leads me to reiterating what we spoke about last week and how self-compassion is really the way sometimes you really feel like beating yourself up over things is going to help you 
you to stop thinking that way, I put it to you that that is actually a lie. But when you're compassionate with yourself, when you're able to see yourself as this person who needs this care, when you can be vulnerable with your own self and you're allowed to give yourself the space to feel what you feel, but you're allowed to still call yourself to other and say, your feelings are valid, but this is not the truth. And you're allowed to tell yourself the truth. It makes for a more balancing thought process. Um, the final thought I have on this particular episode and the bonus tip for overcoming emotional reasoning is doing the inner child work. So you know earlier I talked about the scenario of somebody who has dealt with um, body shaming as a child and then getting into a relationship and their partner triggers them and having an explosive reaction of what would not have inherently been a very big deal and then being able to work their way back to realize that it was the feelings that they had as a seven-year-old, as an eight-year-old of being body shamed or not feeling good enough that is making them react now as an adult that is called inner child work so if you want to be able to overcome emotional reasoning you have to be very conversant with your inner child a lot of us have had um a lot of things happen to us as children a lot of feelings feelings of um low self-worth feelings of insecurity things that have happened to you as children that you've you've not healed you've not dealt with it you've not you've not done the work to deal with it and you've carried all of those things into your adulthood and when certain things that trigger that child that 12 year old that 13 year old that child who felt unsafe that child who felt unloved that child who felt like they had to perform for their parents to love them that child who felt like they had to you know they had to be liked by everyone so they go into people pleasing because that's how they coped as a child they carry all of those feelings and resentment into your adulthood and somebody pokes on that and then you have like an explosive reaction you will realize that the way that you're reacting about it is not an adult reaction to what exactly is happening. It's your childlike reaction. So what you need to do is to be able to do the inner child work, is to be able to heal your inner child. I'm trusting that very soon on the podcast, we're going to have somebody come on and we're going to be talking about how to do shadow work, how to do inner child work. Because when you're able to actually heal the part of yourself that is getting triggered, you realize that you have a more balance view of life you have a more balanced view of your emotions that you can you can look at your emotions you can you can you can um objectively look at your emotions and say this 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 feelings that i'm having concerning this situation is being triggered by something that happened to me as a kid and you're able to sit your partner your friend down and say this thing is triggering me or this thing triggers me can we not do this because you know the things that triggered you because you know that you have done the work and so glad we've come to the end of this episode in fact am i glad i'm not glad because i can talk about this topic all day but you know we need to save some more for next week thursday um if there's something that we have that resonates with you do not forget to post it on social media share with your friends tell somebody to tell another person to tell another person that we are out here on the pod doing the work journal you know listen to this episode grab your journal um journal think about inner child work think about the things that have triggered you have a reflection on your past relationship your relationship with your friends your relationship with um your romantic partners whatever think about the relationships and think about where um a story 
a script, a negative story or a negative script that you had as a child could have played a role into the end of those relationships. And it helps you to actually further process it on your journal and actually do the inner child work that you need to do to become the best version of yourself. We've come to the end of this week's episode. Until next week, my name is Ujiri. Don't stop doing the work. There is healing on the other side of the work. So don't stop. See you next week. Bye.